Hey, everybody. This is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for December 14th, 2020. Equity Monday is your weekly startups, tech, markets, and venture capital primer. And this is the third to last episode of Equity Monday for 2020, which actually feels all kinds of wrong. We started this edition of the podcast earlier this year, and you know, surely, surely, a whole year has not slipped through our fingers since. Anywho, domestic stocks are set to rise after the COVID-19 vaccine began to roll out here in the U.S. On one hand, this kind of makes sense. The vaccine is now in the market and will, we presume, start protecting the most vulnerable in short order. Good. Huzzah. But we are not out of the woods yet when it comes to COVID. There are months of pain ahead of us. So to see stocks go up and we're still facing months of high death rates is a bummer. On the other hand, you know, sure, I get it. The end game is inside and investors are looking into the second half of 2021. It's just kind of ghastly. That's all. Thankfully, there is a lot more to talk about than just the usual sad mix of bad COVID news and worry about our unemployed friends during a market rally. So let's get into our world of startups and money. All right, we're starting with the weekend as we do, you know, every single week. There was some acquisition news since we both sat down at our work computers. Let's kick it off with, uh, oh, a big one. This is fun. Vista Equity Partners, which is just kind of fresh off of buying customer success startup Gainsight for a little bit north of a billion dollars, is buying public IT edtech company Pluralsight for around $3.5 billion. I didn't see that coming, to be totally honest. The deal does not represent that much of a premium over Pluralsight's last trading price, but what matters for you and I is that the deal is a big exit for edtech, a startup sector that has been incredibly active in 2021 thanks to stay-at-home policies. So for all you ed tech startups out there looking for a comp, here are the numbers. Pluralsight was growing at about 20% year over year, selling for $3.5 billion after wrapping up its most recent quarter at an annualized run rate of just under $400 million. So it's kind of a run rate multiple of about 8.8x based off of gross margins of around 80%. So there's some metrics for you if you're uh, building an ed tech startup, try to do better than that on a run rate basis. It's not the world's best deal. Is it good for edtech startups? I mean, kind of. It's a big exit, but it's not that big. And it's for one of the only few public edtech companies. So I, ugh, I struggle. I think this is kind of neutral plus for edtech investment, but not more than that. In other acquisition news, Reddit is buying Dubsmash. There's a sentence for you. Reddit is a private unicorn that hosts message boards for topics like Formula One, progressive metal, and other things. Dubsmash competes with TikTok. So no terms on this deal, but we do know that Dubsmash had raised around $20 million, according to Crunchbase. Now, consumer social is still super hard. You and I both know this. And, you know, Reddit is trying to do something that's either really smart or really dumb. And I don't know which one it is. So on one hand, maybe Reddit is building kind of a collective of social products. Don't forget that Reddit now has a live streaming product. Now it'll have Dub Smash. And of course, it has kind of the core app. Or Reddit has no idea what it's doing and is kind of fusing together blobs of social from other parts of the world in hopes of, I don't know, beating everybody. So, you know, we'll know if it's the latter case of Reddit ads stories in the coming quarters. But in the meantime, I'm perplexed and intrigued by this deal. What else? Well, EA is buying Codemasters, a video game studio. They made F1 2020, if you've played it, great game, for about $1.2 billion. I think they beat out Take-Two in the deal. So for gaming startups, good news, frankly. You know, I mean, you got there with two megas trying to fight for this one deal. But, you know, it's only $1.2 billion. That's not the world's biggest exit for a company. Again, neutral plus is how I'm going to read that one. Anyways, it's been a very relaxed few days, really. There's been nothing going on. So we're going to move on to some funding rounds because that's what we're here for. Funding rounds. 
Let's talk about funding rounds. I have four quick funding rounds for you this morning, most of which are for single digit millions of dollars. They are small. That's what I'm saying. This is part of a broader push at equity to make sure that earlier stage rounds do not get lost amongst all the unicorn noise that thunders around us each and every day. So we're going to kick off with AppBoxo, A-P-P-B-O-X-O, which has raised $1.1 million. Now, the money is coming from, I'm going to just have to read these, so roll with me here. F-F-A-P-A-C Scout. I think that's Founders Fund APAC Scout, a Founders Fund vehicle. 500 Startups Southeast Asia-focused 500 Durians Fund, which I've written about before. Plug and Play Ventures, heard of them. And Antler, which I have not. That's all according to our own Catherine Shu. Now, AppBoxo works in the mini app ecosystem, hoping to help developers better integrate their apps with the small little applications. So what is a mini app? Aha. I also did not know, but according to our own reporting, they are, and I quote, lightweight apps designed for integration into host apps, allowing smartphone users to access several pieces through one app, saving them data and storage space. Now, that's awesome. Why don't we have that here in the States? Anyways, I'm kind of hyped. 1.1 million is not a lot of money, but surely they can go a long way with it. And I'm excited to see what comes out of this. And moving on to number two, you knew that there was going to be an ed tech round this morning. So here it is. Welcome to Intellecto Kids. Intellecto with an O, Kids, has raised a small $3 million Series A, according to TechCrunch. All Rise Capital and Genesis Investments took part in the deal amongst other investing vehicles. What does it do? Well, Intellecto Kids does gamified education apps, which I think means that all children from here on out until the end of time are going to be nearsighted because, uh, I mean, they're inside on iPads. So I don't know, can't be that good. But $3 million is interesting. Of course, EdTech is hot. Kids need it. And we'll see how this one goes. All right. Now, moving on to a slightly larger investment, Cladara, which is C-L-E-D-A-R-A, has raised $3.4 million. Now, Cladara wants to help other companies manage and control their SaaS spend, as we understand it. This is not the only company doing this. And it's not a surprise to see a lot of companies trying to work on this problem because every company now has 88 bajillion SaaS subscriptions that doesn't really know where the money's going or it's being used well or all that. So Cladara makes sense, even though it isn't kind of this competitive space. According to our reporting on this, its revenues grew by 20 times in 2020 and 7x since August. Now, we don't have hard numbers, but even from a relatively modest revenue base, that's very impressive. And it's the very kind of growth that VCs love. So not a huge surprise to see 3.4 million pour into this company. Oh, and finally, the fourth round. It's a, it's a headline that I couldn't not share with you. So um, <laughs> from TC, here we go. German Bionic raises 20 million led by Samsung for exoskeleton tech to supercharge human labor. I mean, hell yeah. I hope that works. I'm lazy. I don't want to carry rocks. Give me an exoskeleton. Go get him, German Bionic. All right, now moving on towards a close here, quickly on our uh, deeper dive slash riff, is too much of a good thing too much? Now, that's not true when it comes to chocolate, time spent reading in the bath, heavy metal, and a few other things, but maybe for IPOs, a market that is so heated that it's impossible to actually price securities is actually too much of a good thing. We learned recently that Roblox is going to delay its IPO. Roblox, of course, is a consumer, social, video game, e-commerce, dev platform thing. And uh, the company wrote internally, according to the New York Times, that delaying this IPO would, quote, give it an opportunity to improve our specific processes for employees, shareholders, and future investors, both big and small. So on one hand, that kind of makes sense. On the other hand, boo. And my question is, will any other companies delay their debuts? 
I don't know, but I would not be surprised if we saw one or two other IPOs slip. Now, why is the right question now? And the reason why is there's just so little time left in this year that any shakeup of an IPO process or strategy could push it into 2021. We're only a couple of weeks away. One of those weeks is Christmas. We're currently in other religious holidays. It's, it's not a time in which you want to be doing a lot of fancy stuff because people are just not around as much. It's not that bad for IPOs to go back a couple of weeks, to be clear. It doesn't really change the world too much. But the IPO market is supposed to be so hot next year, which means on one hand that I'll have a job, which is great. But I also really want to kick off the great, great public, public unicorn, unicorn clearance sale. All inventory, All inventory must go. go. With companies getting cold feet just because retail traders are making their first day's trading look weird. Like it would be such a bummer if instead of seeing a deluge of new offerings, everyone was like, well, you know, what happened to DoorDash? I don't know how to price my stock. Ah, gosh, can we do this in a better way? I am so sick of talking about IPO pricing. It is just banal. Anyways, here is Equity's official take. One, give us your financial results, unicorns. And two, see step one. All right, listen, we have to stop there. We have not covered a host of really great funding rounds. We didn't talk about the Google outage, <laughs> uh, the hacking fiasco, which is real bad, and the rest of it. In other news, it's just, it's just really busy. It's really busy out there this Monday. So pour some coffee. Let's let's go into this week as best we can. Follow the show at EquityPod on Twitter and myself on Twitter, where I go by at Alex, if that's your jam. And that is all from the Equity team on this fine Monday morning. We will catch you all Thursday afternoon, unless something really big happens in the meantime. Stay safe, stay home. Goodbye. 